welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited today. We are talking about one of the new movies that came out on Hallmark Channel this weekend. We are talking about a Dickens of a holiday, and I have a Dickens of a guest with me today. <laughs> I'm so excited. I am Phil Rachel Wagner, and we have Alonzo Duralde here. Howdy, everybody. Yes. It's been actually a long time since we've had you on the podcast. I we communicate is, yeah. so frequently. I didn't realize that it had been so long. And so welcome back. We're excited to have you. Always a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. And so you've had an exciting year, uh, particularly yeah. with your book. Why don't you tell our audience about? Oh, you mean book? this book? book. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the Deck the Hallmark guys and I wrote this book. Uh, I'll be home for Christmas movies. And it's, you know, pretty much sort of a celebration of what they do on their podcast. It's uh, reviews of more than 100 Hallmark Christmas movies uh, through the filter of, you know, Brand who loves them, Panda who likes them, and Dan who despises them, uh, plus special guests, uh, plus uh, a lot of behind the scenes fun stuff from directors and writers and actors. And obviously, if you've listened to Hallmarkies, you know, that like it's always fun to get the inside dish from the people who work on these movies and so we have some really fun quotes sort of interspersed throughout about how these movies get made and and what it's like to sort of you know pretend that you're cold in august and all of that stuff that they all have to do um plus recipes for throwing a hallmark christmas party and and you know a bingo card and and the whole nine yards it's a real fun book i'm very proud of it and actually the foreword is written by mr christopher palaha whose new movie we're talking about today and you can see yours truly featured in the book. Yes, my, you are. My, <laughs> my, my, uh, my vocal defense again uh, for the uh, the most wonderful time of the year in Mr. Henry yes. Winkler. <laughs> yes, I, I think you're the one who gets into the the idea of old Hallmark versus new Hallmark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so y'all definitely should check it out. It's a lot of fun, and it, like there's some recipes. There's some uh you know other stuff uh that's just fun celebration of the season so uh, yeah. yeah definitely you should check it out we'll put a link Available in the wherever you get your books <laughs> that's right <laughs> so yeah you've i mean even had hallmark on your mind even more than usual <laughs> yeah pretty much like I, that was the the summer of 2020 while we you know, we were all locked in that that sort of became my like my my permanent happy place all that summer was just like having to rewatch those movies and re-listen to those episodes and and get the book all finished. But um, I, I'm thrilled that it's out there. And yeah. it, it's funny, I remember somebody being like, well, what if the what if this whole phenomenon is blown over by the time the book comes out? It's like, mm, no, that didn't happen. Yeah, like, you know, we're there's more, you know, up to what, 42 this year now. Right. And and across all the platforms, it's just like uh, something like a 400 percent increase in the last five years of just how many titles there are yeah. on cable and streaming and all the other places. So yeah, this, uh, the Christmas phenom is not going anywhere just yet. And I personally actually have been kind of surprised by the numbers that Hallmark has been getting yeah. uh, this season because they had a rough 2021 as far as non Christmas. Sure. Uh, but then, and they kind of deserve to have a rough year. It wasn't a great, uh, <laughs> batch of programming for, for most, the most part, but, uh, but they've had a very successful season as far as the ratings much yeah. better than any of their competitors and uh and that frankly surprised me a little bit especially with such a big new competitor on the scene i i thought that might hurt them a little more than it seems to have it didn't really yeah it doesn't look like people are, are either finding it or caring that much about the new thing and and of mm -hmm. course uh, 
you know, as has been pointed out, like if you want to see those movies and you don't want to watch them on that channel, like they're on Peacock and they're on IMDb TV and often like they're there before they're on the channel. So, you know, you've definitely got some some options there. But yeah, I, I mean, it, it, Hallmark clearly knows where their bread is buttered. And so their fourth quarter, you know, the last three months of the year, I mean, they're pretty much like you take news and sports out and they're pretty much like ruling the roost of, yeah. of cable TV ratings. Yeah. And as far as quality, how do you feel like the season has been in general? Do you think it's been a pretty good season? I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I think last year and this year, you can really tell the scripts are better. Um, I think they're thinking things through in a lot of ways and they're shying away from the tropes that have become very easy to make fun of. I mean, like, I don't know if you saw last week, there were two different movies that were just there to spoof Hallmark movie tro tropes. Right. Uh, and I think the, the films themselves are getting more clever about that. We're certainly going to talk about this one where I think they really uh, turn the, the all is lost moment into something completely unexpected. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say generously, I mean, there are still a few duds in the bunch, no question, but I think the best of this year's crop ranks among some of the best they've ever made. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I think that they, there hasn't been one that like has truly taken me to a dark place. Like that was <laughs> awful. Like yeah. ones I've given negative reviews to, of course, but, uh, but the, considering other worst. years, the bottom <laughs> yeah. has been not as bad. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Yeah. So, all right. Well, very good. What's the second one? So there was Klusterfunke. What was the other one? Oh, uh, the the bee who stole Christmas. The the RuPaul oh. one on VH1. Also very much like you know uh, picking apart the journalist goes to the small town and you know is won over by the local blah 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 blah. <laughs> oh, somehow I missed that one. I'll definitely have to check it out. <laughs> it's okay. Like I okay, think both yeah. of them would have been great half hour specials, you know. Mm -hmm. But like and, at, at movie length, it's like okay, we 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 get Total. it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yes. Let's talk about a Dickens of a holiday. Yes. And so <laughs> this one, I. I, I wanted to talk to you about it because we had covered, not only did we do female oriented Christmas Carol episode mm -hmm. a while back, but we also covered Nashville Christmas Carol. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> last year. So it's become kind of, I mean, I love Christmas Carol so much yeah, and <laughs> so much. And so I just thought this was a perfect uh, one to talk with you about. And it was also uh, written by our friend Julie Sherman Wolf, who uh, is one of the one of the greats in when it comes to Hallmark uh, Christmas movie writing <laughs> or Hallmark yeah. movie writing in general. She's wonderful and so funny, and she always puts uh, some wit into her scripts. I think little, little spin on things for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she uh, she did a full rewrite. So the Mark Hefty, I think, came up with the overall concept, and then mm -hmm. she told me that she did a full page one rewrite of gotcha. the thing. So we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Sometimes love needs a little push. Lizzie Shane, the award-winning author of The 12 Dogs of Christmas, has a brand new small town romance set in Pine Hollow, Vermont, where every happily ever after begins with adopting an adorable rescue dog. First love gets a second chance into all the dogs I've loved before when the town librarian mischievous Australian shepherd keeps getting loose and fetching her ex, the town sheriff. 
Lizzie Shane's Pine Hollow series has been called an irresistible blend of heart, humor, and a whole lot of puppy love. And to all the dogs I've loved before is available now wherever books are sold. To learn more, visit www.lizzieshane.com. That's lizzieshane.com. The uh, the summary on this one is just to make the 100th anniversary of her hometown's Victorian festival a success, Cassie invites action movie star and former high school classmate Jake to play in A Christmas Carol. So overall, what did you think about this movie? You know, I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I'd say of the, you know, Hallmark is, this is a well they go to occasionally, which is like, you know, big movie star comes back to the small town to do X, Y, Z. In fact, like even we've seen Palaha even do this before because Rocky Mountain Christmas, he plays a big movie star who goes to work at a ranch for research, you know. Um, I thought that element of it played really well. I, I thought the idea of him being this big celebrity, but his family sort of resenting the fact that he never comes around, uh, you know, played well and why he never comes around also makes sense. Uh, I like the the central relationship is an interesting one. You have this woman who has, uh, you know, attempted to make a go of it in theater in New York. She came back home when her mom was sick and now she's torn about, you know, what things are going to happen next. Um, you know, there are some, there are the, the scenes of, how directors talk to actors and how they might sort of like, you know, walk them through what a character is doing and what, what, what they would be feeling. I thought were, you know, they're grossly oversimplified, but effective, you know, like they, they get the point across of how that dynamic works. Um, there were some nutty plot points and we'll get into those, but overall I thought this was pretty charming. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was really charming too. And I thought that, they had really nice chemistry and mm -hmm. I, I love Brooke Dorsey, but she's had a bit of a rough run the last while she did like miss Christmas, which I personally just loved. I thought it was great. Oh. And then ever since then, <laughs> her movies have not been great. Like she's always, you know, I think doing a good job, but, uh, mm -hmm. but Nostalgia Christmas wasn't great. She did the Beverly Hills wedding, which was Ooh, I forgot terrible. That. that was her. Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, she's had She's had a, in the last year's Godwink Nostalgic movie was, was not great. Yeah. That's, yeah. Last right, year's Godwink movie was bad. I mean, if all it takes to make a Godwink is for them to live next to each other. That's <laughs> doing it for me. That just that is that is a whole franchise that whose appeal escapes me entirely. <laughs> I, I I think I think actually Brand on deck the Hallmark put it well, which is that basically everything that happens in those movies is is the kind of sort of contrivance or coincidence or fate that happens in all of these movies. But in yeah. those specifically, it's like ah because God, you know, yeah. and it, I, that just never well, quite plays. And for me. I mean, I just feel like they're trying this weird in between, like not actually being a faith-based film. Like none of the characters actually pray on screen sure. or like go to church or, or whatever, but like then trying to capture that audience, which just doesn't work. Like, it, I mean, you make, in my opinion, you make 45 movies, one being faith-based <laughs> fine, but like actually do it and do a good job at it. Yeah. I mean, like I have, did you see the, the Kirk Franklin lifetime? Yeah. Movie? Yeah. Yeah. Because that at least to me felt like, all right, we're going to be churchy and and that's the context here. And so people yeah. are going to quote scripture to each other or do that kind of thing. And and it didn't take me out of it as a, as a, as a non-believing heathen, right. you know? And so, yeah, I think Hallmark tries to, to, to ride that line, which generally works for them, but you're right. If you're going to do the Godwink books, which I imagine are, are much more faithy than the movies are, it's like, 
do it or don't do it. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just saw uh, the best Christmas pageant ever, uh, the play mm-hmm. yesterday. And I was thinking, well, that would be a really fun, I mean, it has been adapted. I was going to say, yeah, they did before, a while ago, right? But yeah. it's, it was years ago. That would be a fun, you know, I think, Faith-based if they can come of... back to Mrs. Miracle, they can do that one again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Anyway, she's had she's had a, a a tough run, and so I was really happy for her that we got to see this uh, good performance, good chemistry. Uh, we got to have her got Brooke Jersey back in a Christmas <laughs> movie, and I thought they had nice chemistry. And at first, like the brother was kind of bumming me out, like he was a little bit too. Bitter. yeah right a little too bitter and but i have they won me over by the end they their reconciliation was was moving and uh well done and so yeah, yeah you, I, ha- you I, have I, to have yeah. a place to to bring it back from so i yeah. guess you know the, I, I i hear you it didn't take me out of it but sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think of throttle run three would you be excited <laughs> for this that, that was a uh, I, of you know like that this is right up there with handsome justice as far as like them faking something and making it look like okay that i could see that this would be a thing that would exist in like real hollywood um yeah, yeah i thought the whole thing with the green screen and the car and the fan machine the wind machine was funny and 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 the moment where like he asks which one her favorite movies it's just you know the thing with the car and he's like that's all of them you know yeah. uh so yeah that, that like the the the, the show busy aspect of it I, I i bought it you know like i bought the house i bought the assistant uh, you know that you would think that movies about movies would know their subject better but so often in these movies in these films they, they kind of bobble what living in la or being a being yeah. a star looks like and this one felt like closer to the truth yeah yeah, it was fun uh, with like the wind machine and yeah. he's on top of the car. Yeah, uh, Palaha's clearly having a blast with this. Yeah. <laughs> we we got to talk with him uh, this last week and mm. yeah, he clearly had a ball making this movie. He was so excited about his accent. He, <laughs> like, he was saying how he just dreamed of, of having a British accent in one of these movies. <laughs> yeah, so. it's, you know, I don't know that it's always quite the same thing but by the time that this is the tricky thing and i think that he's doing it pretty well which is it's like you have to be a bad you have to be a good singer to pretend to be a bad singer i think you have to be a pretty good actor to pretend to be a bad actor and so he does take us through like when he when he starts he's terrible like that first scene with with you know the nephew in rehearsal it's like oh you're you're too big and you don't know what you're doing here but then by the time you see the actual performance like okay so he's he takes us on he takes us on that journey, you know, of the, of the, yeah. of the actor learning how to play the role. But evidently it was enough to have, have been amazing to these, these producers who saw who the, the assistant records the rehearsal. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but he can only get the role in the movie if he goes to the party on Christmas yeah, Eve, which is like, course. what kind of pea picker is going <laughs> to, you know, insist on that, especially when you were impressed by the rehearsal of the show that he has to do that night. Like, right. the, the, that's can, that's can we unpack thing. that now because that's yeah, the thing yeah. in this movie the thing so- <laughs> about these movies is that nobody has anything on christmas eve like oh, no yeah. one no it's always that's what all that's what all the business happens yeah. and, and so even if we take that as a given like that's just a thing they do in these movies yeah he's like nope not going to go to the party i'm committed to do this play this matters to me and she is like no this is too important to you, you i'm firing you from the play so you can go do that 
Okay, the whole movie, it has been established that it's a huge deal for the town, that they put on this play, it's the 100th festival, they got this movie star in, the press is coming. Yeah. Why is she suddenly so cavalier about him not doing it anymore? That was the one part that that I, I felt like, wait a minute, you have some stakes in here too. You can't just toss him and you're going to step in at the last minute in a nightshirt and a cap and play screw. Just as like, eh, yeah, that it was an interesting choice because usually it's the opposite. And then like, they like hold a grudge for unreasonably long amounts of time. Yeah, you know, no, we, we've movies. seen a lot of these like, oh, it's, you know, the, the, the big music star comes back to town. Oh, it's the talent show on the 23rd. Oh, no, I have to do a TV special. Bye. Oh, no, I changed my mind. I'm back. Yeah. And, so and usually I, it's like in the middle of some kind of major presentation where they're like, <laughs> I have to leave right now, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to Julie for not going down that path that we've seen a million times. But I think her the alternate to it is like, wait a minute. I get that he would turn down the party because he wants to be there for the show because he's in love yeah. with her and he, you know, he's committed and yada, yada. I did not buy her suddenly deciding, eh, screw it. I'll just yeah. be Scrooge. And well, you know, when, when, when the Cleveland TV station showed up to the movie star, I'll be like, oh no, we had to leave. Yeah, that didn't, they, they didn't write themselves into that part working for me. Yeah. Well, I agree. I completely agree with you that. And then also like the fact that they would only have one showing of this play. <laughs> one performance. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Like that seems like a lot of effort to go to <laughs> for one. Like I can understand a weekend of the right. play, but to only have one showing. And if you have this big movie star coming to town, like it seems like there would be a line out the door. Like there would be a waiting list, throngs of people trying to get in. It would be a madhouse yeah. because, you know, Jake's back in Ohio. And it just seems very kind of casual. Like, oh yeah, no, people are there and yeah. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> they, they did uh, here in our one of our local theaters, Hale Center Theater Orem. Uh, oh. They had uh, Andre McDonald uh, come uh, for um, for one uh, for one production uh, mm. that was a special and you had to pay like extra and there was still like you had to be there on the uh, <laughs> on the day that they were available to get tickets to this right. uh, Raisin in this I think it was Raisin in the Sun that they did. Uh, well, but, McDonald. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, if they had like, can you imagine if they had like, I don't know, like Jake Gyllenhaal at your local theater, yeah, like, like doing the, Christmas Carol, Tom Cruise, you know, like yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. It's like, yeah, there would be. I think more people would show up to see his Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> but I did absolutely love the love this movie had for local theater and community yes. theater. That just as someone who loves community theater, uh, I think I sometimes even like it even more than going to the Broadway and going to the mm. professional productions. There's something about that community spirit that's so fun. Uh, and uh, I just think it's, it, it was so sad for me when they were all, you know, closed down. And mm. so I made in, once I got vaccinated, I made a commitment that I was going to support <laughs> local theater as much as humanly possible. And uh, through through the summer was my original goal, but I kind of kept it going. And oh, yeah. I've seen... on Twitter, you are always at the shows. I'm I'm very <laughs> impressed with that with your commitment. <laughs> I've seen over 40 productions since I got vaccinated. Man. Uh, so I'm really proud of that. And I happen to live in a place where I mean Utah, we have so many. Yeah, local... clearly you you if you keep going. So there's a lot of choices, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I only have one repeat of a show. Wow. I saw Hunchback of Notre Dame in two different theater productions. Uh, the, the that, Disney one is that a the Disney one? one yeah oh, okay 
which I think is significantly better than the movie. <laughs> I it's, can see that. <laughs> they improved it a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, I, I love local theater. I think it's just such a beautiful, wonderful thing. And like, even when it's maybe not the best show or the best production, like just people are giving up of their time like sure. to do this. And I just think the it's really special and cool. And um, I love live performance, whether it's, uh, just going to the symphony or, you know, going to, uh, you know, an opera or any, I just love that energy. As much as I love movies, I love live performance. <laughs> and being in one of those shows, it's like, there's always, there's the romances and the gossip and the, you know, the, the friendships yes. that form. And so you get a little bit of that, like the, the guy who's playing, you know, the nephew is clearly in love with the woman who's playing bell. And, right. um, you know, I love like the, the big, the, the big lummoxy guy. You're like, who is he? Oh, of course you're the ghost of Christmas present. Like that's, you put a wreath on his head. It's like, yes, perfect, perfect casting. You, you were absolutely the person they should have in this thing. Yeah. Um, I, I almost <laughs> wish that I could see like the whole show, you know, since they gave us so many clips of, of the show, I almost wish they had just filmed it all and I could see the whole show. of. I, I, have, I, have, a super, I have a super nitpick here, which is yeah. like, I, I, this is, I know I'm not, this is, this is mean, but I'm just going to say it. <laughs> okay. So the, the show opens, like she's ready to go on thinking that he's not coming back and she's got the night shirt and the, the cap and everything. That's but true. in rehearsal, we have seen the scene where the nephew, what is the nephew's name? Is it Bob? It's um, Fred. Fred, thank you. Fred comes to Scrooge and Marley to wish him a Merry Christmas and that, that, that whole speech. So there's got to be some point where Scrooge is wearing his business clothes at the beginning right. of the show before putting the pajamas on. So that well, just, I'm a super know, nitpicky that's... person because I noticed that too. I'm like, wait a minute here. <laughs> Good. I feel better then. <laughs> because you got to have the you got to have Jacob Marley yes. scene, and he can't be already in the in his in his uh, suit if he's in front of the door. Exactly with the Marley um, ghost. <laughs> I did. I did love the fact that the 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 old guy who played Scrooge every year who had lost his voice got to play Christmas uh, Future. That was that was a nice touch. Of oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah they introduced right. him during the curtain call. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that was fun. So yeah, basically the reason why they need him to step in is because the actor who had played Scrooge all these years uh, has vocal nodules, Yeah, which is like a huge disaster. Like if that happens, uh, like it happened to Julie Andrews, which is so sad. Mm. It just makes me sad that she yeah. can't sing. But world. yeah, he has to be, he has to be on total vocal rest for like yeah. a month. So there's no way he can do it. Yeah. It's and he's the, he's the Sir Patrick Stewart of central Ohio. We're told. Yeah. At the beginning. <laughs> Which, you know, I, I'm not a fan of the uh, father Christmas movies. And it just made me think of that where it's like, supposedly this actor, the oh, stage right, actor yes. was like so well known <laughs> that like any scandal was searching. Changing <laughs> his name but <laughs> that's the other thing like hallmark has gone to the well of putting on a christmas carol before and like yeah the, there's the father christmas movies and there's also that one with brennan elliott oh that one is terrible which is not good yeah exactly so i got i was a little skittish about this one because I, <laughs> I still remember how not interesting that one was well but. and they act like in that having a female scrooge in that uh in that movie is like revolutionary like <laughs> nobody's ever tried that what? before only only five million times like, <laughs> what? 
there, there's even a, there's now even a version called a Stella Scrooge that that was uh, they did on stage last year. And now you I think you can stream it. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, there's I mean, there's even the Barbie version. I mean, there's every female version like it's yes. ridiculous. And, Susan oh, Lucci, Cicely Tyson, Tori Spelling. Yeah, you name it. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I, I, I think I could have used more of, if I'm nitpicking, I guess, I could have used more of a Scrooge arc, a Christmas Carol mm. arc for our lead character. Like that would have been nice to have him kind of go through, like maybe he kind of hates Christmas and he, that's part of the reason he doesn't want to go to Dickens, you know, during right. Christmas time. Like, I think that could have been funny, but they're yeah. there, as we saw in Nashville Christmas Carol, like they're so hesitant to make any of their characters unlikable. Right. And I think that might've been a hat on a hat. Like, I think you can sort of do the story where it's like, it's the, it's the movie star who has to come to terms with the family that he left behind and he hasn't been in touch with. And also the girl that he loved in high school, but she didn't realize it. That's always a hallmark fave. You yeah. Know, the, you were meant to be together at 14 and no, are, are only now like fulfilling your promise. Um, so, you know, that might've been, that might've been dumping a lot on this movie's shoulders. I think the, the way they went with it was, it was like, yeah. it was like your sort of standard-ish Hallmark plot, but then also working in this live theater production of, of A Christmas Carol. Yeah, but I would love if they did another true version of Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. they, I mean, the only one they've ever done is really the Carrie Fisher one. Right. And that I have fun with that. I enjoy it. But, and they do have some fun making the, I forget the actress's name, but making the lead character a pretty good Scrooge. Yeah. In that one, she she like completely disses the uh, the Santa bell ringer, which, you know, <laughs> <Right>. means she's <laughs> evil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm hoping maybe, you know, new Hallmark uh, accommodates the notion of like a less likable protagonist if they're going to be actual Ebenezer Scrooge, right. yeah. you know, and, and then allows us to take that journey of them, uh, you know, going, having that redemption. And and yeah. you can work romance into it, certainly, because right. uh, I know that's always a must for these. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes still fault. But, uh, mm. but yeah, I mean, in Nashville Christmas Carol, people are literally begging to work with Scrooge. They <laughs> love her so much. <laughs> That, Which oh, God, that movie is so wrong and, and no christmas <laughs> no christmas future like boo i'm yeah, sorry you, yeah, you don't get right. to drop a whole ghost that is that does not count as an adaptation Hallmark. yeah yeah <laughs> uh but uh, but i loved it when he in this movie when he comes in bah ha ha you know I mean, mm. it, like that was a really fun entrance mm. Yeah, that was good. Well, and and uh, you know you I I did like the idea of somebody who you know, because having having like I did theater in college and there is that thing of like, oh, you're good at props and like backstage stuff. That is what you're going to do forever. Like you might have ambitions to get into shows, but once we know you're actually, you know how to hang a light or like build a flat, then you got to do that because there's 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 way more people who think they can act than there are people who can actually do a physical thing in the theater so i bought the whole backstory of like yeah i never got cast in anything in in, in high school because i knew how to build sets yeah that's true and i don't know he just had a really fun energy about his performance that i appreciated yeah. and uh and i i loved just the whole aspect of of this group that he was invested in you know putting on the production and sure. and uh, uh their little like the the dress rehearsal i guess uh you know where they they have their kind of huddle 
And that right. was very, you know, the best thing. I mean, I would love to get back into doing, I haven't done anything since high school, but I, I think it would be so fun just to be part of that group experience. My friend, yeah. uh, one of the local uh, theaters, uh, she does all the lighting Mm-hmm. And so I kind of live vicariously through her when I go <laughs> to see something. They're doing uh, the Christmas story uh, pl- uh, Broadway play Musical. or whatever over oh, there. Cool. So I can't wait to see it. And, and <laughs> just it's, yeah, it's, it's it, there's a there's a fun energy in that. I haven't mm-hmm. I haven't been in a play I've seen decades, but but yeah, I, I've definitely that that's been a lot of fun. I also like I think some of the best writing in this movie is sort of the early awkward conversations between the two of them, like the the FaceTime chat they have, and then when he shows up the way that like that whole yeah i yeah i, I said that <laughs> like you know the, the, you can tell they're sort of trying to connect to each other but they're also they're so guarded like it, it that's those are i think it's hard to write you know they don't like each other banter well you know before they they mm-hmm. they they fall into each other's arms but uh you know that's that's handled really well here yeah it's also extremely christmasy this movie i mean i know yeah. that goes without saying with hallmark but like they did a very good job i mean this thing is garland insane mm. this town like the whole like <laughs> the whole festival going on with the yeah. wassail and the carolers and everything yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, one scene where he's talking to her in the, uh, I think it's in the hotel, and it was just, I couldn't believe how much garland there was <laughs> in one shot. It was unbelievable. At least the town of Dickens, Ohio, understands the assignment. You yeah. know, like we've seen movies that are set in towns called Christmas, where they don't do the Christmas festival anymore. Like, D- your your name is Christmas. You can't not do the festival. What's even right. happening here? Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. These, this whole like super attachment to your hometown, like that is something that I don't relate to because my family has moved so much that I just don't sure. really have that like home base that is, or like when people are really struggling about their parents selling the house or mm-hmm. whatever that, that's something I don't connect with because my parents have moved many times. Like I don't have a home home kind of thing. And, uh, uh and I mean, getting to be with my family is always great, but, sure. uh, but Wherever yeah, the, the, the idolization of the hometown is <laughs> something I, I don't necessarily connect with in these. Movies. Yeah. But I, I think that's part of, I think that's one of those things that, 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 that it's not necessarily meant to reflect real life, but it's meant to reflect what people want to see in these movies. Um, 
I, I there's a there's a really interesting book that was done about like 20 years ago called Bowling Alone, and it, ah. the premise is that like people like more people bowl than ever, but most people bowl by themselves. And it used to be that like you know you look back at the 50s and 60s in this country, and people belonged to bowling leagues. They belonged. They were more involved in their PTA. They were you know members of the Kiwanis or the you know uh, Rotary or whatever. Like there were a lot more. There was a lot more sort of community organization in people's lives. And, and there isn't now, like but between how the economy has everybody working all the time and television and all these other factors. And so I think part of the, part of the thing that we're being sold in these movies, part of what makes them sort of a moving greeting card in a lot of ways, is this idea of like the town comes together to have a festival or like, you know, the my quilting circle is having a bake sale to pay for the kids music, you know, whatever. Um, you know, so I don't think we're meant to necessarily relate to the idea of, oh, my home, oh, my house, oh, my my hometown. But I think we're meant to crave that connection because so few of us have it. You know, like the idea of these idealized small town where everybody's up in each other's business, but in a sweet way, you know, uh, I, I think is is something that that so few of us have that it's presented as a sort of aspirational, oh, wouldn't that be nice if, you know, uh, yeah. and that's why it comes up so often in these movies. I, that's that's a, my theory. Anyway. That's a really good point. I, I, I agree. I actually really love that book. I think it's very good. And also, <clears throat> I think you also see a lot of, it's uh, to, to speak to another social sociology text, the, uh, the third place, uh-huh. uh, you know, the whole idea of that we kind of lost that everybody has their work, their home, and then that third place. And right. that's something that, uh, that, you know, Hallmark movies really lean into, you know, this mm. idea of whether it's the bookstore or the, uh, or the, you know, uh, the community, community center, center. <laughs> or, you know, some kind of place that there's this like third place that is like sacred, right. basically. Um, that you, you know, have. yeah. And, and, you know, again, I think there's, these are also, these small towns are always the fantasy of like, you never see a big box store, a Starbucks, a chain, anything. It's always like my dad's hardware store, the bookstore that the sweet old lady has owned forever, the coffee shop where we all hang out. And it's, you know, like everything is super local, which is great and is an ideal thing. But I think yeah. is, is again, sort of aspirational because so many of us, especially like once you get out of, once you're in the suburbs and in smaller towns, like everything around you is a Walmart, a Starbucks, yeah. a, you know, an Applebee's or whatever. And, and yeah. so we miss that <laughs> connection of like, my small town has this and nobody else has this. Well, and that's the ironic when they try to do sort of the you've got mail kind of a mm. plot line with the big box <laughs> and the small is that now like the big box are actually struggling kind of as much as the you know as the small like mom and pop that might have a <laughs> niche audience. <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, uh, you know you think Borders is gone, Barnes and Nobles you know struggling things like that. Sure. So it's 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 they had on. Um, the peacock uh they had one with maggie lawson where she's a they have a niche christmas tree lot business mm. and christopher russell comes in with his big box christmas tree lot you know whatever <laughs> and uh, and which is like it completely rings flat now because they would be struggling just as much as the small if not more oh. so uh, Actually, you know nowadays. what? I, I take it back about the chains because I forgot in this very movie that we're talking about, we get a lot of big fat Ace Hardware oh, signage. Yeah. 
Like there was a bag early on. I thought, okay, well, that's pointing the camera. I see what we're doing. And then when they stand under the awning and he's like, oh, look where we are. I'm like, oh man, this movie is leaning in hard. <laughs> and of course, like the one time in a Hallmark movie this year, I think where I've gone from where that first ad spot isn't just the sneak peek of whatever the next movie is. There was an Ace Hardware commercial and then the sneak peek. Like that, they bought this two hours and they got their money's worth. Yeah, I, I'm always fascinated by the whole product placement thing because <laughs> I just feel like, is it really does it work it must work because they keep doing it and they so they must see some kind of benefit but i for the life of me can't imagine anybody (laughs) being like they just made green bean casserole in this hallmark (laughs) movie i'm gonna go and make some myself and go buy some they spent the last five minutes talking about green bean casserole well i mean i think what it boils down to is that everybody nobody watches commercials anymore like if you're watching on a dvr you know you boop 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 right through it and so now it's like it has to be inside you know i mean it's just shameless the way they do that sort of thing but no uh you know the the daisy sour cream on the counter and the campbells and the nestle chips and the you know the the folgers was always my favorite that was the most back in like 2016 2017 those Folger shots were just so like lovingly framed still like the that clusterfunk christmas does that a lot yeah. with the with the maxwell house coffee but yeah i think it's just because all right if no one's actually watching the commercial breaks the commercials now have to be in the movie that people are watching yeah yeah i guess that's what they have to do you know have them like yeah. talking on on apple phones or you know iphones <laughs> or things like that to try to get people to buy it but but, oh, the, uh, but yeah in uh what was it the um uh mingle all the way there's a there's a jurgens like squirt on the hand it's like oh we're just gonna insert that okay that yeah. oh 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 and paul campbell showing off the balsam hill lights oh yeah that, hearts. that one's like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> oh, and, and, oh and what's the one where she flips the card over just to look that it says oh it, it's brooke dorsey i think in last year's hall godwink movie right then she flipped right. the card over so we get a look at the hallmark signature logo it's like yeah there's surprisingly just, few card hallmark cards. you would yeah you'd think promos. hallmark would be more shameless about that kind of thing yeah. but i you know <laughs> yeah but they want I the did, outside money <laughs> what did you think of the assistant character in this movie he was funny um yeah. i you know i i was thinking this guy would maybe have more than one probably but uh I, he is he, you know, it, it's that thing of like, I'm the one person who gets to mouth off to the big movie star because, you know, we're, we're tight. I kept thinking this was going to be an act three gay reveal. It just, the, the, yeah, that I, was sort of the that vibe. I was picking up and it's like, okay, fine. There's, we, we don't, we don't have time for that. That's the, there's enough other things going on in this movie. Um, but no, I thought it was, I thought it was funny. I thought it was, you know, he's, he's bringing that Eve Arden second banana energy, you know, yeah. of like. I'm here, I'm going to say something funny, and then I'm out, you know. Well, evidently, he has a manager and an assistant, because at the end, he makes him the manager. Well, he has an agent and an assistant. I think he's, he says he's going to make the assistant his manager, like he's oh, sort okay, of unofficially okay. doing that, but now he's going to give oh, him the title okay. and the paycheck for it. Yeah, but I thought it was really funny, because it was all this stuff that you know that he, like, secretly wants and secretly likes, but, like, is kind of embarrassed. Doesn't want to say it in front likes. of her, like, yeah. Yeah, don't say that I want the high, high thread <laughs> Count. you know she's well that no i, I would never no, no, yeah. Yeah. but That's please a good do bet. it <laughs> yeah that was that was funny to me and he's like i don't even know who you are anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
yeah, I, 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 I like the, you know, I think a lot of times the best lines go to the, the best friend or the assistant or the, you know, the, 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 the other person in the office, you know, yeah. who, who get to sort of stand back a bit and comment on what's going on. That was especially true for Nantucket Noel. Though, oh yeah. That movie was not good, but no. I thought those, the, 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 the theater, theater people. troupe friends were hilarious. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> they were great. I was like, which the movie was about them. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Well, it might yeah. look like this one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I liked the whole scene where uh, she's teaching him how to dance. Yes. Because it also came back to her saying no to him to the prom, which I thought was kind of a fun element. And, uh, uh, and, it was just fun. I liked the dancing scene and they didn't have any, like they weren't doing it to Oh Holy Night or something like that. <laughs> no, but they were doing it to, I, I forget, I meant to write it down. There's something Christmassy, but it, it, it worked. Like I, usually that's the thing that like sets off the, um, I think it was, was it Julie who, did she write uh, One Royal Christmas? Because I remember she talked about how she made it a point that when they danced, it was to the Christmas waltz, which is her favorite Christmas song and yeah. an actual song right. one can and should dance to. <laughs> um, so I kind of had hoped for something along those lines here, but whatever it was they picked, which I can't remember at the moment, it was, yeah. it was not glaringly like silent night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forget which is, which was the one that they actually danced to a holy night in this season. There was one, it was either on Hallmark or Lifetime. And I just was like, I could hear my, our good friend, Dory screaming. from all the way from California. Could we not? <laughs> <laughs> um, so then they go to, they go on their like cute little date and uh, they end up eating chicken pot pie at the brother's restaurant and he's made his own take on their mother's crust mother's recipe and, and she has in in pure in, in true director style sort of guided him on how to talk to the brother how to communicate to oh, the brother yeah. to try and begin mending those fences and it works mm -hmm. yeah it was good and uh, yeah it sounded delicious to me <laughs> actors need to be told things yeah <laughs> And, uh, and then, you know, he's saying you're an amazing director. Uh, and this is something that she hadn't really realized for herself that, uh, that there was this other path that she could have gone on that she's actually better at than being like an actress right. and uh, that she could be a director. And I always appreciate those themes uh, in movies is when like the, the actual dream isn't right for you. The other dream the other thing is actually right. I think that like, I, I've always been a defender of Monsters University because oh, I think sure, that's yeah. such a bold <laughs> message for a children's film to be like, your dream might work out, not work out and that's okay. And yeah, like higher education might not be for everyone, but it doesn't yeah. mean that you don't have something else that you're good at that you will get, you know, fulfillment out of doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, what you know so often with these movies they they get a hard time and deservedly so for being like oh i'm gonna walk away from my you know law career that i've spent all these years developing so that i can do ice sculptures now you know um but i think yeah there is something to be said for somebody coming to understand what gifts they have and how they might apply them and so yeah i, I think for sure you 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 see her kind of coming into herself in terms of understanding oh i have this skill set i know how to talk to people i know how to 
like, you know, guide them emotionally through these situations and have them come to an understanding of what's happening both on stage and off. And so, you know, the, then, yeah, maybe I, maybe I do have this in me and I don't have to give it up and take whatever awful office job my mom keeps trying to push on me. Well, and I also appreciated the fact that they worked in that she was kind of still recovering from her divorce. Yes. That, uh, that, that had made Christmas kind of a tough time for her, which would be totally authentic. I get that. Sure, yeah. 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 So that was good. It made her a more interesting character. And, uh, and then, uh, then he says, well, you know, I never went home, but I was always sulking around spying <laughs> on my brother on social <laughs> media. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, going back to, to the divorce thing, are you noticing like this season, maybe last season, more of the heroines are divorced and or widowed, Yeah, uh, which to me just kind of feels like, is it that they're all, is it that they're the stable of actresses they like are all getting older and it becomes less conceivable that they're still single or it, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm just I'm yeah. wondering what that's about. I think that that has to be part of it because yeah, almost all of these actresses are in their mid to late thirties, if not forties. Yeah. And so it does feel unbelievable that you would, that you, they wouldn't have had any relationships, you know, in uh, the, the, you know, these beautiful women sure, uh, exactly. that, that they wouldn't have with the uh, long, yeah, but even, um, curls. <laughs> yeah, even Candace's movie this year, she was divorced. A right uh, so yeah it's it's an interesting uh new dynamic but i'm glad and they had some nice scenes with her and her mother who's played mm-hmm. by camille mitchell who we got to interview and she is so fun i absolutely oh, cool. loved her yeah that interview we basically nerded out about broadway <laughs> for, <laughs> nice. for like 30 minutes it was great <laughs> There is there is a, a whole separate podcast to be done about like Hallmark moms. Yeah, <laughs> you know I am uh, like th- there are movies where I'm like okay I don't know if I'm super excited about this. Oh, Terrell Rothery's in it. I'm in. You know, yeah, like her, Barbara Niven, Rebecca you know, Staub. Like, yeah, a uh, uh, BJ Harrison, like, you know, I, there's that whole crew of them who I just think know exactly how to do these movies. And, and very often I, for me, are the draw. Yeah. I love Rebecca Susan Stop. Hogan. She she looks so young that sometimes it's not the best casting, but like I just love her as a human. She she gave one of the best interviews we've ever had. I oh great! I yeah, she was so fun, and uh, and yeah, she usually I feel like she's played Jesse Schramm's mom several times <laughs> in particular. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really liked Camilla's her mom. It was just a few scenes, but I thought it was good and. And they say the heart doesn't care about timing. It only knows what makes it beat faster, which I thought was a good line. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Julie, (laughs) on that one. Uh, (laughs) And uh, and so then he's not going to be there. And she's saying, like as we talked about, that that uh, I I don't want you to give up this. I'm not going to allow you. I'm firing you from the play. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I can't think of especially. It sounds like this is like going to be a multi this is not like some little indie project this is a multi-million dollar yeah project uh that they would be like sorry you had to be with your family and (laughs) friends on new year's i mean christmas eve you're out no you had a job like not even that like you were were actually working in theater you know but no you didn't drop it for us how dare you (laughs) 
yeah not oh. even just for like the filming but to be at a party where you talk to the person like this yeah. is bonkers it's ridiculous That's a little much the, uh, here's the thing by the way i don't know if you noticed this the inscription in the book that the mother gave him mm -hmm. uh and then the inscription in the copy of a christmas carol that cassie gives him at the end of the movie same handwriting yeah <laughs> like wow, his Which mom is, was just maybe all over the place. Undertone, ooh, I'm falling in love with a woman with the same handwriting as my mother. <laughs> that penmanship drives me wild. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. And, uh, and so he shows up last minute and, uh, and he says, I meant it when I said you could count on me. <laughs> and uh, I, I really did wish we could have seen the whole Christmas Carol because I thought it looked delightful. Well, you know, it's funny because I mean, obviously uh, you can't, but I'm saying. sure. No, uh, he, you know, Palaha posted on his social media that that um, uh, sped up thing of them putting all the old age makeup on him. Yeah. And so I was kind of expecting his onstage Scrooge to be much more of a, you know, a, 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 a latex affair. But then I was like, wait, if he's showing up at the last minute, like, right. who's got the time to throw all that stuff on his face before he goes out there? But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just go with that. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looked fun. I liked the whole, like, the setting, the, the props and everything. Like, it looked like a really fun production of yeah. of christmas carol i'm a little, I'm getting... a little underpopulated maybe but you know <laughs> yeah well i mean and that was something that they couldn't do in nashville christmas carol like they had all these big group scene you know these big concert scenes planned right. and all this other stuff and obviously they couldn't do it because of covid but in this one it was all rehearsals to... in an empty theater yeah yeah <laughs> So, <laughs> but yeah, like this, this production is like, I don't I'd like, unless everybody is doubling as a Cratchit child, I think there maybe aren't enough people in this play, but again, yeah. we'll let that go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he says, it's Christmas and I need to be with the people I love is the easiest, best decision of my life. It's very <laughs> cute. And then he says, wherever you are, that's where I want to be, which I love because I have said it several times already this season. I am tired of the whole, we live different places. Therefore we can't fall in love. Like I'm just tired True. of that being a conflict. It's so phony to me. Or, or the, 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 you know, stated or unstated assumption that the woman has to move, you right. know, uh, I, I, yeah, I like the idea of, you know, of, of, of make work, you know, of, of like figuring out what the logistics are going to be. I especially like when uh, at the end of a sugar and spice Christmas when like, oh, but I have to go to Australia. And the guy's like, okay, right. well, I'll go to Australia. You know? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Why not? Right. <laughs> That's very true. Yes. I, I just, you would figure it out. Like there's no yes. way anybody would be like, I am in love with this person, but we live in different States. So 
therefore oh well oh well <laughs> yeah i hate it <laughs> so it especially in this day and age where there's so many other ways where you can communicate and see each other and and you know i mean it drove me crazy on chesapeake shores with trabby you know that they like make this big deal of how could you go on tour i'm like you're a singer you're going to go on tour that's your job like, how that works yeah I, and you know obviously if you want to uh, if you want to do a movie that's about the complications of long distance relationships they exist sure. and you know they they do have their challenges but yeah to have that be like oh well this could never happen because you know we're two states away like yeah and you're like let's try a little harder come yeah, on yeah and you're like a super selfish person for like going it's supposedly trace is like the super selfish person because he goes on tour and he's a singer you know, and I just like that whole dynamic makes me crazy. I am and, over it. And, so yeah, I was so like, happy when he said that about wherever you are, that's where I want to be. Yeah, Cause oh. you know, you're a movie star. You can kind of live wherever, right. you know, that you can afford that and that's not going to be a problem. Yeah. And you can buy yourself a nice palatial estate. I'm sure the real estate in Dickens, Ohio is a lot more amenable than it is yeah. in Beverly Hills. You can get crazy acreage and y'all can live there and you can jet off to go do your, you know, yeah. hanging from a car roof movies, whenever you feel like it yeah exactly and you can facetime every night and see each other just like practically like you were together when you have to exactly. do stuff for your job yeah so yeah i i thought that was a very swoon worthy line and 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 really good yeah and uh and he says it wasn't a line i'm not acting so that was, <laughs> it was very good <laughs> You know that both of these actors know the assignment they right. you know they they get how these movies work and you know a plaha i think is is super charming and and has there there is a bit of a i my like my my standard for these generally is like do i believe that when the cameras stop rolling uh this person could tell the crew a really funny joke ideally a dirty joke but not necessarily a dirty joke uh you know and some of them i don't believe could and then some of them do and i think that the ones who have that capacity of not taking themselves and the material super seriously are the ones that come off the best in these movies and yeah palaha absolutely has uh you know there, there is a sense where he's enjoying the the ridiculousness of what it is to be a like major action star you know but as an actor can kind of approach that from that from that level and and brooke dorsey i think you know can give these characters like just a, a, enough of a little bit of you know complicated emotions and and sort of you know rocky feelings about things where it's not just like simpery smiles all the time right I agree. I agree. I think that they were really great choices for this and they did a good job. And yeah, when they're actually sort of invested in making this a good film and, and we've no. all seen it where they're phoning it in Chad, <laughs> Michael Murray in a lot of movies, but when they're invested and trying to make a good film and, but then also, like you say, not taking it too seriously, I, I, I think you get that balance and it really works and, and they just have chemistry. And I think that must be like the most frustrating thing when you have everything kind of right on paper and then it just doesn't land for some reason. The chemistry yeah. is just not there. And uh, that must be because it's such an ephemeral thing. It must be so frustrating for producers. And you know, I mean, I, I haven't listened to your episode, so I don't know if you were more of a fan of this one. But like for me, Christmas contest 
felt like a really well-written movie. Like there were a lot of, mm -hmm. like there were funny lines and, and ideas in there that I thought felt like, you know, this yeah. is this is the new good Hallmark that we're getting. And the two of them just did not do it for me at all in terms of, yeah. of their, their relationship. It was such a weird movie. Like I was with <laughs> the, on the episode two big CCB fans and they were very excited about it. And I, I didn't hate it, but like, when she's tearing apart that Christmas tree, I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, that was such a weird moment. She's like sobbing. And I'm like, yeah, it didn't just don't uh, sob. Even when there's like death and stuff, like <laughs> they don't sob on Hallmark Channel. I've never seen anybody cry that much. And I'm just like, what? I am admittedly not her biggest fan, but I did feel like she was miscast in this. Like, I think yeah. I felt like there were there were comic moments so where weird. I could just feel her not landing. And then, yeah, I think the the emotional parts didn't also didn't quite read for me. Well, but... and, and then that scene where she's literally like fighting with Barbara Niven, I was just like, they say really hateful things. And I don't know how I feel. About that. <laughs> well, again, and, and I, but I think that's the writing. And I think the, yeah. the writing felt like, okay, this is, we're going into some territory that maybe we don't usually get in these movies, but I don't buy it coming from CCB, you know? And so like, I, I think if it had been somebody like I could see, I could see Jill Wagner pulling that scene off maybe. Yeah. Or and, like Jessica Loundess would have been a good one. Yeah. Like I they think. know how to, where to pull back and sort of mm -hmm. like where to dig and then, you know, maybe recede yeah. a bit. And it was just like, eh, I don't know. It wasn't working for me. So you're right. There is this X factor about, you know, I, I think, you know, people have their favorites. Like I like this guy or I like this gal, but they, it doesn't necessarily mean that the two of them together are going to make that thing happen that happens in these movies. Yeah. But I think with, with Palaha and, and Dorsey, it does. Her hair is overwhelming to me though. <laughs> like I know Hallmark loves the long curl, but there were times where I thought her skull is going to be swallowed up by all that hair. Yeah. That's sad. That's true. I did actually think that too. But I'm like, that <laughs> hair would take so long. Like it looks easy. It looks like natural in a certain way, but like in reality, oh, it, would, it would take hours to, to get that hair. You'd have to straighten it first and then put in the, the curls and then make them. Yeah. It would be yeah. very time. And in the winter. <laughs> yeah. In the winter. <laughs> Especially in Ohio, where it's supposed to be so you know humid. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, exactly. but uh, oh, but yeah. can we talk about the digital snow effect that everybody <laughs> seems to love this year? Yeah. That's got to stop. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like the screensaver of snowflakes that are falling in front of people, but it's like nothing's <laughs> landing, and it it I, it just jumps out at me every time they do it, and and I, I'm hoping it's going to be a thing that years from now will go. Oh yeah, that was that 2021 moment where the the thing yeah it's bad especially when there's like no other snow of any kind uh yes exactly in the scene and you know so it's like i don't know it just looks so it looks so fake it's bad i mean and i don't even live somewhere where it snows ever i mean yeah but i'm sure mm -hmm. you know like if, if that's happening there's like maybe wind that's blowing stuff up in another direction or off the ground or whatever it's not yeah. just this single you know that I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but overall, this was a really fun movie. I yeah. really enjoyed, like I said, the nods to community theater and what a great experience that is for those who participate. And I really liked their chemistry and their dynamic. I, I thought that the supporting characters were fun in general. Uh, and, um, you know, I just, I love Christmas Carol. So that was fun to see it, uh, as a plot, you know, in this, yeah. uh, uh, kind of the nods of am I being Ebenezer Scrooge enough you know kind of a thing was fun. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so what would you give one to five? What would you give to a Dickens holiday? I'd say three and a half. Uh, I think it's definitely up there. It's in the, I'd say it's in my top third of the season for sure. And, and, you know, I think there's definitely, there's some, there's some solid writing here. And I think also some, some definitely kind of like post 2019 Hallmark writing here, yeah. uh, the, where it doesn't just sort of like hit all the beats that you're necessarily expecting it to. Uh, yeah. And yeah, you, uh, for everything you said, yeah, the, the leads are dynamic. It does really capture the, those things about community theater that's really magical for people. And um, yeah, it didn't feel to me like they were, this did not feel like one of the phoned in ones. Yeah, I think I, just on my Hallmark movie spectrum, I'd probably mm -hmm. give it like a 4.25. Okay. Um, you know, not comparing it to like Oscar movies or whatever, but, um, but yeah, oh, yeah it's, no, it's a separate scale. I, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of my favorites, my favorite favorite was a kiss before Christmas. I thought that was so good. I loved Remind that one. James me. Denton, Terry Hatcher. Oh yeah. 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 That was, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm less enamored of the ones where I know what movie they're doing, you know, mm -hmm. like that is one of several Hallmark movies that is like, Oh, we're doing family man, <laughs> but it was better in my opinion, because he didn't get a fake family in the alternate dimension, like right. in most of the family men, he loses his family. Right. But they did that one too with, uh, as a dream of Christmas, right? The, the Nikki DeLoach one. Yeah, that's true. But you know. I just, I thought, because the but, problem with those family man movies is that you get invested in a family that's fake. That's not exactly, real, that, that, right? that doesn't exist. And that it's, a, it's also this handy way to punish career women for not right, knowing how yeah. to bake cookies. No, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I, I know this is maybe just because I saw it in July, but like Crashing Through the Snow is yeah. arguably still my favorite. But I really loved the first Sister Swap movie, and I'm very excited about how the second Ooh. one's going to go. I actually haven't watched that. I'm watching it today because I wanted to wait until... Doing back-to-back. -back, yeah, you know. doing back-to-back. -back, so. But, Have uh, you ever but seen very... theater person that you are? Have you ever seen the Norman Conquests? No. Oh, it's a Alan Akeborn, who's kind of like the British Neil Simon in a way, did these these three interconnecting plays called the Norman Conquest. And like one play is set entirely in the garden, one is set entirely in like the living room, and one is set in like the, oh. dining room, the kitchen or dining room or something. And you can do them separately but also like you, they, they all connect to each other. So like somebody will walk out of the garden and into the house in one play and then into the house from the garden in the other play. And so I, I like in Sister Swap where you have this moment where two thirds of the way through the movie, Ashley Williams and this dude that we've barely seen show up and immediately start spouting all this stuff about, ah, what's going on with the restaurant? And you're like, I don't, what does that even mean? But you know yeah. that the next movie is going to explain it, you know? Yeah, it's very creative. I kind of thought of the um, the Colors movies. You know, oh, sure. The red, yeah, yeah. the white, and the <laughs> blue. Uh, you know, not- Kislovsky, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of the same thing. You'll have like the characters from the different movies appear in, briefly in uh, in the, each one. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm very yes, excited. About we've been that. we've been waiting for a three colors trilogy from Hallmark, and now finally we have. <laughs> yeah, we we finally have it. Yes, very good. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking about this movie. This was oh, a delight. Thank you for having it was, me. It was so much fun. And uh, tell people where they can get the book and then also where they can follow you on social media. Sure. All that fun stuff. Uh, I'll be home for Christmas movies. It is literally available wherever books are sold. You can get it online. You can get it at your local brick and mortar. Please support your indie bookstores if you can. Uh, and you can still get my previous book. Uh, I'll be... Uh, 
have yourself a movie little christmas i get those confused all the time uh which is a guide to christmas classics uh throughout the decades and uh still available uh you know you might might need some ordering on that one but you can get it uh you can find me on twitter at a duralde a d-u-r-a-l-d-e and that pretty much i will link to um my reviews that run at the wrap my web my podcast uh linoleum knife which i do with my husband dave white um maximum film from the maximum fun network uh breakfast all day which i do with uh, christy lemire and matt atchity we used to do a show called uh what the flick together and uh once a week or so i've been popping up on deck the hallmark talking about netflix movies with uh brand dan and friend of hallmarkies jacks so check those out as well and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And also make sure you're following the Hallmarkies podcast, a Hallmarkies pod, and a Hallmarkies podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. Five stars. Five sure stars. appreciate it so much. Leave it on both of our podcasts. We would appreciate <laughs> it so much. Uh, and then if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our merch store and where we have tons of fun uh, holiday inspired designs and, uh, and designs for the Hallmarky Hardies and postables in your life. So check that out. And uh, we also have the patron group, which Alonzo is a member of, and it's super fun. And we have our watch alongs every month and we're having David Weaver on this oh, nice. a week actually as when this airs with david weaver and we are going to watch christmas town and it's gonna be super fun so definitely check that out and we'd appreciate it so much and we'll talk to you all later bye everybody merry christmas bye